Hello everybody, Josh Consalvo here. Uh, hope I'm glad you guys are tuning in and listening. This is really exciting. We did our first ever pre-tournament Cosmic Encounter podcast um, between me and a very special guest. Uh, we spend a really good conversation talking about all things Cosmic Encounter tournament. It was a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to uh, putting this out there for you guys. I really hope that you guys listen to it and uh, get a lot out of it, get some insight as you head into uh, the tournament coming up if you're playing in a couple weeks. Um, if not, I hope you just listen and enjoy us talking about Cosmic and our friends and, and life and stuff. So it's really good. So I'm going to throw it over to my conversation with the special guest. We'll keep that a surprise uh, until you guys listen. So thanks for tuning in. Enjoy, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome to um, our first ever Cosmic Encounter pre-tournament podcast. Um, this is an idea I had because I'm kind of ridiculous, and by kind I mean very ridiculous. Um, so we're just going to sit down for a little bit. I have a special guest with me. I will introduce that person momentarily. Um, I wish I had a word from our sponsors, but I don't because we have no sponsors. Uh, Fantasy Flight Games, thanks for creating Cosmic Encounter. Maybe they'll be our sponsor. So let me introduce our guest to the podcast as we talk about all things Cosmic Encounter Tournament. I'm going to throw it over to... My good friend and yours, Chris Griffith. Chris, hello. Hello, Josh. Good to be here. I am very excited about this tournament and this podcast. I love hearing things you have to say. You have a lot, and you have a whole blog about it, so I'm very excited. <laughs> Same. This is, a, this is a dream come true, truly. Chris and I often do this anyway. We, we, we've called each other before tournaments and talked about Cosmic Encounter ad nauseum, so I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to let people hear the things we have to say. Um, exactly, because they don't hear enough of our voices in regular life. In regular life, they don't. That, that's the, that's kind of the subtitle of my like personal blog. It's uh, <laughs> I, it's not my the title is not complaining, just noticing, and the subtitle is because I don't talk enough in real life. <laughs> so, I think this is appropriate. Um, Obviously, we want to hear a lot of what Chris's opinions are on things because you guys have read a lot of mine already. But you're still gonna—I'm probably gonna reiterate a lot of them. But um, we're just, we have a bunch of topics that we're gonna get through, so we're gonna start plowing through them right now. I wish I had a cool sound effect that went like burp, 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 burp. I don't know. Um, so I—I <laughs> I actually was gonna try and do that in real life, but I, it would have cost me real money, and I wasn't gonna spend real money on this. Um, so, the you history of the monsters, tournament. You could be investing in sound effects. Uh, I wish, I, I wish I had that kind of money. I don't. <laughs> history of the tournament. That's where we're kind of get started here. This is the fifth year of the tournament, which is kind of crazy. Um, that we're five years in. Every year, I make the joke. I think to Sarah that when you hit the four-year mark or the three-year mark or the five-year mark, that's when you know you've really made it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Chris, I'm just gonna let you. Kind of give where, where how this thing how this whole thing started if you even remember. Um yeah so I know me and you liked to plan ridiculous things that was kind of our our favorite activity, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I I will always remember the first day we ever played Cosmic Encounter. Uh, rewind a little before that your mom brought home this game called Ratuki, mm. <laughs> and so that got you on this uh, internet searching games mode and you found Cosmic Encounter but. That first game in your kitchen was me, you, Bradley, Ashton, and your dad. And <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> and I, I'd say every game since has exceeded my expectations. It's, it's, it's been fun. Um, well, I remember the, that, that oh, day. Yeah. The, the second game we played, <laughs> you, uh, I think, played the first ever cards app. Um, and your exact <laughs> quote, I, re I remember you... Threw the card zap down. You said, card zap, argument over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember this because you, you were in a heated debate. I don't remember what it was. But Ashton it was, was trying to play a flare. And flare. It was a flare for sure. And and I was like, uh, argument over. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Um, but so we planned a lot of ridiculous things. I don't, I don't remember the inspiration where we finally decided to have a tournament. I think you, we just like had always wanted to do it and kind of set it here and there and then just decided, okay, let's make yeah. it real. It, it took a little bit of, of figuring out what the best way to do it. Um, I remember drawing up several different charts of how to make pool play work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of settled on that. 
I don't know if that was even the first year where we had it going really well, but by the second year, we definitely had pool play figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like the system where everybody gets a lot of cosmic in the beginning, and then it, it kind of dwindles down to people who are eliminated and, and then the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, we can get into it, but the way that the format has gone, like, I've made little tweaks here and there as the years go on to try and make pool play more important and, like, give benefits to those things as the later rounds go on, but it's cool, like, how kind of the evolution of the strategy of the pool play has changed over the years and people play it differently. Uh, right. It, the whole thing is a very different breed of cosmic. You said that in your interview, that it's not... Right. You said it's not your garden variety. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. I mean, as if there were a garden variety of cosmic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you really have to kind of go about your your game as a as a tournament every time uh, i know you are of the you like to harp on the every encounter is just as important as the next um and in this scenario it's kind of that every every game is just as important as as the next right so yeah because every i mean every moment every encounter from start to finish especially in pool play is going to affect who you're playing later and so if you screw over the wrong people <laughs> you, you could be in trouble down the road, and you wouldn't even know it. Right. Uh, I was going to say something else, but it left me. That's okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we met at that cookout. We came up with the format, and here we are five years later. Uh, we have four different champions, which I think says a lot about the tournament and how it's really anyone can win it. Anyone can, as long as you know how to play Cosmic, but... Right. Side note, side note you, you may not even know, need to know how to play Cosmic to win the tournament, <laughs> as evidenced <laughs> by at least one of our winners. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been good. So, we have had, there have been a lot of moments, a lot of, a lot of moments. I think that's, I think Cosmic Encounter is a game of moments. Absolutely. From... From the beginning, from five years ago to now, one of my favorite parts about the tournament, honestly, is is the like hour after we finish, where we sit there and we just and we kick ourselves for things we should have done. We talk about moves people should have made, didn't make. It, right. I, I compare Cosmic to Survivor a whole lot, but it's the same kind of thing where you sit back. If I'm like, if I'm like watching the tournament, I'm just like screaming at the TV, like, "No, you should have let him help <laughs> you. You should have. No, what what are you thinking? Um, yeah. So what we'll start with we'll start with favorite moments. From the tournament, maybe one or two if you can think of any uh, favorite moments from the tournament. Favorite moments. Um, so I'd have to say one of my favorite moments, um, and I know this is contentious, and and we've we've talked about similar events since then. Uh, but was making the finals was that year two? <laughs> Wait, um, no, that was the first year. It was the first year, yeah. yeah. But. Um, Man, that was an interesting. We were in the semifinals, and and it came to this point where um, one of the players who was a little less experienced um, had a question about this player, um, and so I was in the game, and but I I went ahead and answered it anyway. We've since then kind of come to the decision that it's best for anyone with a question to ask an outside uh, party. But anyways, regardless, uh, she came up to me and asked about the player. I explained it to her. Um, and to my knowledge, I, I made it clear that, like, this was any other party. It didn't have to be me. But since she had asked me about the flare, she went ahead and used the flare and switched uh, with myself. And so it actually ended up making us both win that game. Um, yeah, you switched, really home, exciting. you switched home planets with each other. Right, right. And so, so we each gained a colony going up to five. Which, uh, I don't know. I, I think in some ways I can see how that's a... Oh man, that's a really bummer way to end a, a semifinal. But but in another way, it's also a really exciting way. To, it's unexpected, and it's it's not what everyone had their kind of dreams crushed. And uh, I sometimes enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> you enjoy that at the spe- expense of yourself. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, other exciting moments. I don't know. On that same subject of, of heart-crushing moments, you'll probably list this as one of your least favorite cosmic moments. Uh, but when Destiny forced you to attack the pigmy, oh, <laughs> oh, that was that was good. Part, super familiar. Pygmy is an alien who has twice as many home planets, uh, and each of their home colonies only count as half a colony. So you can still only encounter once during that encounter, and so you can only gain half a colony. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I I'll talk more about that in a minute. But that's a that's a that is a very great moment that I that I hate. <laughs> um, let's see. There's there's been plenty of plenty of exciting highlights. I just can't think of specific events. I think we might we might as well jump in. One of my favorite moments, and I think it's one of my favorite moments because it it embodies everything that's good about Cosmic Encounter in a one moment, and that was last year in the finals. Um, last year's finals, by far, by far and away, was the best finals we've ever had. It's but, true. I, I think for a lot of years, uh, and even you have said, the tournament's been evolving, you're trying to make it evolve, um, and that's been one of the things. It, it's kind of like there's all this big build-up during the semifinals, everyone's rushing and working and striving to get to the finals, and then it kind of feels like you've kind of settled all down and there's mm -hmm. much less excitement at the start of the finals and it, it, sometimes the finals just really never ramps back up it, it kind of starts out slow and just sits there and i think it's i think partially last year the reason it was so good is because all five people in it were gamers like we had it was the, the 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 most quality players it was eric uh marcy bradley uh Sarah, Ian, and Jenny. Five people who know the game very well, know how to play games very well, know how to manipulate people very well. So it just, anyway, so it culminated in this moment where um, Sarah was attacking Bradley for the win. And Bradley had a decision to make. And it all got kind of, like, side-swiped by... The either hazard card, I believe it was it had to be the hazard card that caused reverse rewards. Right. So we were in this weird spot where Bradley couldn't let like Jenny specifically help him because she would have won the game or, or something something that. Right. No, no, no. She had four. She had four colonies at the time. Right. Yeah. So so if if he would have let Jenny ally with him, it would have prevented Sarah from winning the game. But as a reward for the defense winning. Jenny would have ended up winning the game. Right. It, it did. It brought a really, really kind of a unexpected twist. It was basically that card meant the game would basically end there because right. no one would want to help Bradley to win, or rather, he wouldn't want them to help him because they would win. So. And so Bradley was, but the other angle or the the other um, wrench in it was that Jenny had her. Uh, alien power would have allowed her to steal Sarah's steal a card from Sarah, and Sarah had the forty. And right. so Bradley was either like, "I'm going to get this and stop um, Sarah," and then at least the game stays alive for a second, and maybe something happens. Right. Or, but Bradley then decided he was like, I, "I my only play is to try and stop Sarah, so that the game that was the only way the game was." Did we know Sarah had the forty? I'm, I'm I, trying to remember. Don't think so. Okay, because sometimes that, that can come up from like a draw from the discard. Right, right. I don't yeah. think he knew, but that was his own. But I think he did know his hand, and he. I, I don't think he had anything, even if it wasn't a 40, I don't think he was really that confident. Right. So, like I said, that embodies everything good about Cosmic. Is this social Absolutely. play, this like, what am I going to do? How do I like get past this moment and ultimately oh absolutely that, I, I think that's one of my favorite parts about cosmic and I, I know it's part of yours is just coming to a situation and, and trying to figure out okay this just presented itself how do i get around it what's my new angle like i've had this plan but now i've got there's a wrench like you said a wrench thrown in it and in overcoming those those wrenches that are thrown at you right which i mean especially the more you add to the game, the more those wrenches are going to come, and, and and it's the heart of the social game and like the tactical, strategical, like mechanical game. Just like that was all in that one moment. That was just it was really cool. And it's funny. This I remember what I was going to say earlier. Sometimes people call like uh, if you're playing Cosmic Encounter like with just the base game, you call it vanilla Cosmic. But I don't <laughs> think there's such thing. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so anyway, that's just a side note. So okay, so that is. I mean, that's probably one of the best moments of the tournament. Uh, we're just kind of calling it Bradley's decision. And I don't know <laughs> that Jenny has even let it go yet because in her interview, she said, like, uh, you know, she didn't – it wasn't her fault she lost. It was Bradley's. <laughs> right. And, th and those are those tough calls where, yeah, you want to keep the game alive, but 
if you didn't know she had the 40, you have to at least in some way, it, it's kind of like, which way do you feel is a better chance of their not ending the game? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. I, I guess I, in my in my opinion, I feel like he, he made the right decision, but I can obviously see how it's frustrating for Jenny because uh, I've been in those situations where you feel like you're making this, this very logical sound argument um, but I, I know you've probably faced the same struggle where people see you as they see you as a good player, they see you as a threat. So even though you're making a logical argument, they just are are not wanting to do what you're wanting just because they think that it's somehow more advantageous to you than it is to them, or they're just hesitant because they know that you're a skillful player. Um, but if uh, anyone's listening out there, I would like to say that. I, I often make more emboldened arguments when I'm confident that it's also going to work for you. <laughs> Maybe that's giving away too much, but but it's much easier to be convincing when you feel like you're actually trying to help someone right. rather and that, than. And that see. is that is what, <laughs> honestly that's what I do. That's what I always try to do. I'm like, wh- I mean, honestly, I say what what can I say that <laughs> sounds that is so logical that would help them, but also. Pushes my agenda. <laughs> right, right. Obviously, everyone's always pushing their agenda. But but when you make a sound argument, like, look, this is beneficial to you. Like, see this. Understand. <laughs> well, and so that this is a perfect transition to we're going to talk about our, our, our most probably personal frustrating moments of the tournament. Oh, yes. And this is a perfect <laughs> transition to, to this one. I have made one finals appearance, and I am still bitter about it. Um, <laughs> The first encounter of the game, uh, I don't remember what alien I was. I, I remember who was at the table. I was sitting between two guys who have, who have only played in the tournament once. One guy named Garrick, who I don't even know his last name. And this other guy named Jeremy, who I played Ultimate with in college and is a good friend. Um, and we were being attacked by Garrick. Uh, Jeremy was being attacked. And... I said, and, and Jeremy refused to let me help him on defense. He refused. It was the first encounter of the game. And his side was, hey, he, he was almost looking at it the same way I was in that every encounter is important. He was like, and I can't let you get any advantage that's going to help you later. But I was like, Jeremy, the, the objective of this game is still to get five colonies. And if we stop him from doing that, that is good. That even if it, so we, we had these conflicting arguments. And, and it stopped the game at the very start. Of what are we gonna do? And I was so frustrated. And he ultimately didn't let me help. He was, you know, hell bent on not letting me help, which was his decision, and it was a wrong one. But <laughs> <laughs> I think that brings up like something we've talked about before, but it kind of puts it in a new light for me. Um, when you're saying it, it, it stopped the game from the very start, I think that's kind of how everyone's mind is working in the finals. Mm-hmm. There's all this pressure, and it's. This whole concept of, like, this is it, this is everything. So I, I feel like people are often really calculating every move. And so I feel like sometimes that's why <clears throat> the intensity level is, is kind of low at the beginning because right. everyone's really hesitant and, and really calculating everything that they're about and to they're do. They're trying to overcorrect, like, already. Right. right. <laughs> and so ultimately, Garrick won the game. And, <laughs> and, and that made my argument even more valid that, like, look, if – I had come in and helped you. We could have stopped that encounter. And maybe you would have won, Jeremy. I don't know. Maybe I would have won. Maybe Daniel Zika over there would have won again. <laughs> Who, like, Ben Barker was in that game. That was such a weird group of people. But <laughs> but I, I, Garrick may not have won, and therefore someone else could have. If you would if you would have let me help the first encounter of the game. And, you know, I, I believe every encounter is important. Jeremy obviously believed that too, but in a different way that, like, this encounter is important because, you know, who knows what I'm going to pull out of that rewards deck if we win, which is true. But, you know, I could have pulled the negative seven and, like, a retreat card. Like, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, frustrating moments for you. What do you got? Okay. Oh, i got to go with my, my number one most frustrating moment. Um, so this was uh, the tournament that had uh, Caleb Griffith and Daniel Zika. And who else was in that finals? That finals was uh, Caleb, Zika, Ashton, Jesse, and you. Oh, okay. Yes. And so the whole tournament, coincidentally, or, or at least most of the games, had, had been games that were Caleb and Zika in the same game, at least in the, in the pool play. I think uh, Caleb actually got the number one seed and ended up going directly to the finals. Yep. 
Yeah, and Zika and Ashton had won the semifinal on their side. Yep. Um, anyways, the point is that uh, I'd seen a few of the games that involved Caleb and Zika, and I, I'd been involved in one of them before. Um, and Caleb's a strong Cosmic player, and, and he has a, a very strong uh, social game, and, and that's his, his kind of go-to. And uh, I think why it bothers me more is because I'm also a strong social player, but I feel like... I don't know, my brand is better, if you will. I feel it's in some way, uh, I guess I'm taking the high road, I feel like, where, I don't know, I feel like he, he to me, it's just like a, a deceptive kind of road that he goes on. But I mean, that's all part of the game. But it, it just really bothers me specifically just because it, it clashes so strongly against my own style. Um, and so... Going into that final, I, I really emphasized to, I guess my only people I could really emphasize to were Ashton and, and Jesse, but I, I, I was really just wanting to harp on this idea that you can't let Caleb convince you what to do, because that's what he's going to do with Zika. Zika is his underling. He's going he's gonna to use Zika to get him colonies. They're going to team up until it comes to the point that Caleb's just going to win by himself. Right. And and it, it didn't exactly turn out how I thought, but it also didn't turn out not how I thought. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the the game ended up with, with Zika actually winning, but they did together gain several colonies. Um, well, do you remember what alien Zika was? Because I do. Oh no, he was the virus. Oh, he was the virus. Mm-hmm. That would have been there. I'm sure was a moment where that got frustrating. Well, but yeah, so, okay. So, so we couldn't let Zika have any colonies. He's the virus. You can't let right. you can't let them do anything. No one can be their friend. And Caleb was his friend. That's a fatal fatal mistake. Right. And I'm sure Caleb left that tournament feeling like he won anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to a degree, he did. He manipulated several games. And I say manipulated. That's a that's a harsh context. I, I'd say he played several games well. He. He achieved his goals and, and, and played very successful cosmic. Mm-hmm. But but yes, it's just a it's a it hit a lot of uh, I don't know nerves nerves. Those are the ones. <laughs> uh, well, my one more frustrating moment, which is the one you mentioned before, was in that same year. I was attacking uh, for the win in the semifinals to go to the finals. <laughs> go to the finals. And I flipped over Bradley's color, which was I don't even remember, but he was pygmy. And so I beat him because I I I remember I was chosen. That was my alien, which is an insanely great alien. Which, yes. If you don't remember what it does, is when you play your attack card, you can flip over like the top, the top two, three, the mm-hmm. top three cards of the cosmic deck, and if any of them are attacks, you can add any and all of them to your attack. And it's just like it is awesome. It is a great power. It's from the original uh, game, I think. Maybe not. Whatever. Um, it. Uh, but I used that, and I obliterated Bradley for my four and a half colony. <laughs> and it and was that was your second encounter, so there was there's yeah. No- it was my second encounter, so I couldn't do anything. <laughs> I was so bitter. I'm still bitter because I I would have been in that finals. I would have been in it. Like and and Zika was ugh. Zika was <laughs> he was the prophet. The the one that predicts the encounter and if he gets oh, it right, 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 he gets a colony. And he was and Caleb, oh my goodness, Caleb was standing behind him the whole game, telling him <laughs> who to pick. <laughs> so uh, yes, Caleb Griffith is is the unofficial uh, winner of the first Cosmic tournament, <laughs> hands down. <laughs> Do you have any more frustrating moments, or are you ready to move on? Um, any more frustrating moments? I mean, just just little things where. Uh, like your semifinals where you got sixes and negotiates, like those are those are frustrating moments. But <laughs> well, and then if if Ashton were here, she would talk about how I think in the second year she was in the semifinals with you, and you were going nowhere in that game. I think you were oh, I was nowhere. Real quick. And Ashton regrets not. Oh yes, yes, not asking me to help her to give her her fifth colony, even though it would only have gotten me like my third colony. Right, right. Which and is, I would have been all about that. Yeah, something you would have absolutely done. <laughs> and she kno- she knows it too. She afterwards she's like, Chris would have done it. I know he would have. He's crazy. <laughs> so that that would be hers. You know, Jenny's would be Bradley's decision. Sarah's would. Well, let, let's get to Sarah. <laughs> um. So now we're gonna kind of jump into talking about this year's tournament and what we're expecting. A little bit of the history of these players. 
Uh, so we have a couple groups of people um, that we're going to start with. And I think it's only fair and right to start with the person that we uh, like roasted the most for an entire year and ultimately <laughs> came back and, and earned the title. And so we'll start with Sarah. Um, Sarah, the history on Sarah, if you don't remember, she trended downward for three years. Her first year, she was like second or third in pool play, then just got worse and worse, which ultimately culminated in the first ever pre-semifinal elimination, which was decided by destiny. She was, uh, her and Ethan Robb were in dead last at a pool play, and they were tied in colonies and tiebreaker points, so it came down to a destiny draw. Uh, whoever's color was pulled would... Uh, be safe and, and enter the semifinals, which ultimately it was Ethan and he went to the finals that year. <clears throat> so that's just how Cosmic goes sometimes. And Sarah was eliminated tragically, but hilariously before <laughs> the semifinals even began. <clears throat> we took a whole year to never let her forget. I, I honestly can't tell you if there was a time I was with her in the span of a year and like four months where I didn't bring up the fact that she was eliminated. Um, it's true. <laughs> and so it's a true Cinderella story, truly. Like, <laughs> this past year, she comes back, as we've already talked about with Bradley's decision, she comes back and she plays great in pool play. She, she played fantastic in pool play. She had a great semifinal game. And she, I, mean, I wouldn't say dominated the finals, but she won the finals, which is, is a, a, the, to make it all the way to that point to be the only one. There's only one winner. That's the great thing about this thing. And right. she and she did it. So, um, what should we expect from Sarah this year? What do we think is going to happen with Sarah this year? I mean, it, it's a really tough tournament this year. I think these are probably the best players we've seen all around. Mm -hmm. um, and so, it's, it's it's cosmic. It's hard to say, but I, I think we can honestly expect her to bring at least as much as she brought to the last tournament. There, there's going to be... A strong pool play presence, and and I would not be surprised to see her in the finals again. Yeah, I I can't see Sarah coming into this tournament and and laying low and and like and laying over really is what I'm trying to say because right. even though she's won, she knows that like you're only as good as your last tournament. Right. No, not to be cliche, <laughs> but like you know, she will always have the first you know first female ever win she, she'll always be someone who won which i am not you are not ian is not you know tons of people are not winners we have tons of losers <laughs> <laughs> so she'll always have that but i, I she's got to come back hungry for more she knows what that was like and, and and i think she can have a successful run she might be one of the strongest cases for a repeat for, uh, victory yeah oh for sure of anyone that's ever won right I, I think she has the best shot. If if John had come back and played again last year, I would give him a, a, a fair shake. Or if he was here this year, I'd, I'd say he could do it. But Sarah definitely is the strongest. She's the strongest winner. I mean, that's right. That's easy to say. Um, yeah. And Sarah, I'm assuming you're listening. And you know, we're, I know we're being a little nice now, but remember, you were still eliminated first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember. Things can all always go back that to that way. <laughs> and on the other end of the Williamson spectrum is poor old Andrew Scott Williamson. <laughs> Why don't you give us a little insight onto what Drew has and mainly has not done in this tournament? The big idiot. He, he's he's his his biggest enemy. His 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 uh, largest obstacle to avoid is is really himself. Uh, he, he's made, made countless mistakes over the tournament that, that are all self-inflicted. And, and it's almost frustrating to watch because he does a lot of things right. He does a lot of – he plays Cosmic well, but he, he always seems to come to these points where he'll, he'll make a decision or, or overlook something that just really, really sends him, sends him in a point to, to there's no, no coming back from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, last, last year, year he didn't like – he had a researched yeah, um, Omega missile, and he didn't use right. it. Oh, man. Oh, that could have changed everything. The year before, <laughs> from what I understand, John was, uh, I think, the tourist, like, cruising around the cruising around the cosmos, and pretty much said to Drew, hey, Drew, let me win, <laughs> and then I'll leave the game, and you do whatever afterwards. <laughs> and Drew 
from what I understand, said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I think Drew is actually more, more like, kicking himself over the missed Omega Missile last year than that. But those are both just humongous blunders. Like, (laughs) that... And Drew, he knows this game inside and out, like the rest of us. He does. He, we have to talk about this. I I don't, did I ever tell you about the move he made not in the tournament a a couple months ago? I don't think so. Okay, so those of you listening that were in that game, there was eight of us, so there's a a lot of you. Um, you You will probably not like to listen to this because it made everyone at the table unbelievably frustrated. (laughs) <laughs> so the first encounter of the game the entropy beast came out and he stayed Whoa. in the entire game uh quick aside the entropy beast devours planets and ultimately can uh, devour enough planets to end the game with no winner right so, we'll talk more about him yes later. we'll get we'll get back to <laughs> the old, old entropy beast um the uh i don't remember what alien jenny was but whatever it was was allowing her to accrue a crap ton of cards. I, I I'm not kidding. Where I think she had over seventy cards. So we're talking something like Genius or Kamikaze. Yeah, or... it might have been Kamikaze. If I, I actually, I think it was Kamikaze. But anyway, okay. she had a ton sure. of cards, and we were <laughs> playing eight players. And anytime I play a player game, I demand that we play teams because I think it's really fun and it adds. A oh, it's definitely. Oh man, there have been some good team games. Yeah, but remember, remember ours. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> that was so frustrating. There was this game where Chris and I were partners, and on the final count of the game, Chris had all this ammunition to help me win, but he forgot to ally with me. <laughs> it was fantastic. We were at they Sonic. Were, also, we were the two strongest players in everyone else's mind, and we were too strong of a team, so the, the other six people were automatically targeting us from right. encounter one. And so they really, really rushed into that encounter, all knowing I hadn't allied with Josh. Yeah. And they are like, yeah, everybody's good, so all alive, yeah, okay, let's go. Every other team won, and it resulted in a, a frenzy of them jumping around the Sonic parking lot, screaming like banshees. It was, <laughs> And I was sitting there just nodding like, yep. Yep, that you happened. Didn't help me. Uh, that that's a that's a great that's one of my favorite cosmic moments. Um, uh, yes. Anyway, so Jenny's getting a lot of cards, and uh, we're playing teams. Her partner was my friend Nick. Um, Drew's partner was Eric Hooker, who's going to be at the tournament. We'll talk about him later. Um, and Jenny and Eric kind of have this like unspoken like alliance thing sometimes, and. Eric had a hand zap, and Jenny begged Eric not to use it on her because she had this great hand of cards, and she just begged. Apparently didn't have a card zap, but anyway. And Eric was like, fine, I won't do it. He like, he, he wasn't going to screw over Jenny. And then it came to Drew's turn, and Jenny did the same thing. She begged. She's like, please don't hand zap my card because... If I remember correctly, Drew stole it from Eric, his partner. <laughs> and then Drew um, promised Jenny that if like he let her win, or if she let him win, that he wouldn't um, hand zap her hand, which she conceded. He then immediately hand zapped her hand, and then on the next encounter decided... Because Ian was dictator, he was choosing the planets, and he was running out of cards. And Drew had a card that would have stopped Ian from doing that. Because Ian, all he was left was pretty much a spot where the game would end with no winner. Drew decided to let the game end. And for no reason, everyone lost. So he <laughs> lied to Jenny, um, hands after hand for no reason, and then caused the game to end with no winner, all in a span of two and a half minutes. Oh my gosh. And everyone that sat there and was was terrible. quite angry. <laughs> I can imagine because <laughs> that game that game itself was probably about two and a half hours. Wow! So that's Drew in a nutshell. What? <laughs> so what can we expect from him quickly? Because I want to get to other people, but I, yeah. I think Drew finally gets out of his own way and is and is successful. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that culminates in. I, right. I, I don't <laughs> think he wins. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a, a win for for Drew or a success is is um, 
not having this big mistake lurking in your in your history of this past tournament mm-hmm. or this next tournament, I guess, in past tense. <laughs> right. He if he leaves that day and doesn't say, "Man, I should have." Like well, we all leave that day saying maybe I should have done this, maybe I should have right, done that. Maybe this or that, but but not the, everyone in the room saying, "Man, Drew, you should have." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's what he has done. So, <laughs> so let's move on to uh, some new players this year. There are two rookies coming in. Uh, there might be another one coming, but I, I it's another friend of mine, but I don't think he's coming. So we're just gonna, for the sake of this, assume he's not coming because I don't think he is. Um, they are my two good friends who both learned Cosmic last summer and have fallen in love with it are my friends Eric Hooker and Tyler DeSoto. And they are very uh, – they're great friends with each other, they're, but they're very different Cosmic players. And, um, you know, let, Chris, what, what insight do you think you have based on what you have read about them, if, if any? What insight? I mean, not a whole lot. Uh, you, can, you can read a, a little uh, – interview but it, it really comes down to playing with these people and um man i wish i'd, I'd been up in anderson that weekend that you guys all played but but it, it'll, it'll always be interesting because like i said the, the tournament's really just a, it's a whole different kind of cosmic and and um so i think that um I don't know. I don't know what to think, I yeah. guess. <laughs> well, rookies, rookies have historically played pretty well in this thing. I mean, counting the first year when we were all rookies to the tournament, you know, Caleb was a first-year player who was number one seed. But, you know, the second year was a first-player number one seed. Um, then Ian did it, and then Jenny did it, a first-year player number one seed. Uh, so rookies have played very well. I, I don't know if that's just, you know, kind of an anomaly or coincidence, but, like, it... They've done well, but we, what we have in, in Tyler and Eric is interesting. Tyler, I've called him, and you've probably read this, I've called him the most dangerous player in the tournament, which is like a big statement. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> Tyler is aggressive. He is uh, smart. He's very strategic. He is, I think in Tyler's mind, he would say that it's a tactical game first, when I would say it was, it's a social game first. But when, when Tyler is forced to get into a, the social part of the game, he kind of uses brute force a little bit and will like tr- just try and like state his case in like the dire moments. Like in that game, he was like in that game with Drew before, right. he was like demanding that Eric hand zap her. He's like, you have to, like you have to do this. I can't believe you wouldn't even imagine think about doing this. You I mean, it's look- true. Like I, I've been in those same situations, and. It's like a, a situation where I always bring up Ashton as the person that I'm least likely to do something negative towards just because it, it feels so wrong of any other player. It, it feels like I've most harmed someone when I do something negative towards Ashton. Um, but, but, but even if it's Ashton, even if it's the person I would least likely harm in a game of Cosmic, there, there come those moments where you have to make those decisions. Right. Um, but props to Jenny for for convincing him not to. So that's a that takes a <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Interesting kind of cosmic s- skill there. Yeah, and, and Tyler was was less than pleased in that moment. But like I said, <laughs> he, he's he he knows the game. He kn- right. like that is a big part of cosmic is knowing the game, and he learns it quickly. Though a funny story about Tyler, he um was the claw one game this past summer, which is a great a alien fun. that allows you to put a, a random face-down card. Not random. He chooses a card, puts it face-down yeah. on his sheet, and if anyone plays a duplicate of that card, the claw, like, comes out and devours the planet. Right. He didn't know the game well enough, and this is like knowing the game like like I do, it, to be right, fair. Right. The card he played as his claw was a seven, Oh, there aren't. There's only one. There's right? only one seven. Yeah, <laughs> and he couldn't. Yes, yeah, all the all the low numbers from the main main deck are usually even. Right. And, <laughs> and he was like, I would have just imagined there would I said, if you'd have played a six, there's like a hundred sixes. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> um. So, but Tyler's a strong player. He's gonna be in it. He's gonna he's gonna do well in pool play. Tyler will be a factor. There's no way that he is not not a part of the mix when it comes late in the right. tournament. There's just no way. He's too amped up for it. He can't wait for this. Right. And 
I think what I'm most most hope for, I guess, with with the rookies is that um, they really make some interesting pool play games because that's really kind of your chance to 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 throw things out there to get a feel for how these tournament games kind of go without it being as high stakes mm-hmm. because. Uh, you don't really have to strive for number one seed. And after that, <clears throat> the seeding almost, I won't say it becomes irrelevant, but it becomes more a factor of just who you're going to end up playing against. And I think there are slight, you, we've added some slight advantages for higher seeds like two and three. But right. but but to not be afraid to go ahead and, and make big moves, make big plays, take some risk mm-hmm. early on and, and just really kind of feel out the other players in the tournament and, and really... I don't know. Make it interesting because that's that's one of the best parts is is seeing how how different groups of players kind of interact with each other and how really a game of cosmic is kind of defined by the people playing it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, uh, I'm glad you said that because so I, <laughs> I always make this comparison to Survivor. This season on Survivor, it's called Game Changers. So it's a bunch of people who've played before, and the host Jeff said at the beginning of the season, he said, "You guys are the players." that are not afraid to make the move. He said, most moves don't work because there's only one winner. And <laughs> you're not afraid to, to make the move, to try something. And that's exactly what you're saying here. It's the exact same in Cosmic, especially this tournament. People have to make moves. They have to try things. They have to, they have to exper- not experiment, but like go for it. And if players right. are to go for it, they can leave that day, winner or not, at least knowing that they gave what they got. And I think, I think right. you're going right. to get that from these players. And so on Eric... As another rookie, um, he is a very likable guy. Not that Tyler's not, but t- Eric has a, a big like personality. He gets along with everybody. He um, is a stronger. So he's kind of maybe the opposite of Tyler in that his social game definitely comes first and, and, and comes out big time. But he can definitely come in with a big move strategically or tactically and surprise you. He won a solo game a couple months ago where he like just kind of came out of nowhere like. And played a card, and all of a sudden the game ended, and he won, and everyone was just like very impressed. And and, and the people in that game were all people that are gonna be at the tournament. And I think they looked at him and said, "Okay, he is he is Eric is a real player in this thing." And um, I'm excited to see Eric play. I, I, everyone, a lot of people are gonna be in the mix, but I think Eric, you know, could be one of those guys that that makes the final because he just like he knows how to to work people and play people, not necessarily play like work them and play them, but knows how to play Cosmic Encounter. Like, their experience, I think, is going to surprise people. What, like, the way they, they're going to play like they've been playing as long as the rest of us. Both of them. Right, right. Um, let's move on to the veterans, and I'm going to let you blabber on because I talked a lot about the two of them. <laughs> so, we got guys like Eric Marcy, Trey Robb, uh, Ben Barker, Ian, uh, you and me. <laughs> uh, I think um, that's the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, I think the veterans, uh, they have a lot to, to show for. I, I think because all the people you've just named, none of us have ever won. Um, and uh, I'd say limited finals appearances. I think Ian has what? How many? He has two. Two. Back to back. Yeah. And, and so I, I'm really expecting another finals, finals appearance from Ian. Uh, he's done well in pool play every year. Um, he is a, a very strong threat, and I think it'll be interesting to kind of see how that that works in again with some of these new players. Um, but I would expect good things from him. Eric um, is also a very strong cosmic player. I think he again has more more of a very tactical approach to to his cosmic, but um, I think he's he's developing some more social aspects, and I, I think that. Um, I'm expecting more, more, more social presence and more social strategy from from Eric because he is a, he is a gamer and he, he knows um, that he needs to improve his game and I think he's the kind of person that's learning and adapting and, and adding things to his strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we were talking before the, the interview about Ben um, and I, and I think that Ben is a Ben is a cosmic player who's been playing for a long time. He knows enough to be dangerous, is what I would say from Ben. Um, and I, and I think that that's kind of something that he enjoys doing is, uh, being dangerous. He's not afraid to be abrasive, to make some enemies if, if need be. Uh, and whether that's even with his cosmic playing or just his <laughs> comments in general, but, but it's always fun when Ben's in a game because, 
uh, he's definitely unafraid to make whatever moves, say whatever he needs to, and, and just uh, play a good game of Cosmic. Um, I don't remember who else was on this list. Uh, you and me. <laughs> oh, you and Jenny. And Jenny. Oh, and Jenny. Oh, Jenny is, Jenny is a great Cosmic player. Uh, from the moment she was in the tournament, uh, it was the first time I played Cosmic with her, but I, I could tell she was confident. She knew what she was doing, and, and she came to win. And, and I really, like you said, it really did come down to that whole, whole decision from Bradley in the finals, but she was ready to win, and I would not have been surprised at all if it, things had gone other other way and, and she had won that mm-hmm. tournament. Yes. Um, but I'm expecting that same kind of that same kind of confidence and that, that same kind of that play. Where where she is definitely going to be a big threat. Yeah, maybe even more yeah. determination to to. Right, I think so. I think because because of that kind of situation where she's been so close but not won the tournament, that yeah, she's definitely going to come with even more to prove this time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, why don't you, you uh, say things about me? And I'll say things about you. Uh, uh, say things about Josh. Uh, well, I actually did have this question on here. Do you feel? Any sort of pressure now being the only Consavo in the tournament? Is is there pressure to, to bring a Consavo presence to the finals? Wow, that is a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. I would say I didn't think about that, so thanks. But honestly, <laughs> if you think about it, we've we've had, you know, decent Bradley last year played his I mean, he's only played like in a couple tournaments, but he played very well. So like, mm-hmm. you know, he'll have that on me if, you know, I don't play well this year. And I played like absolute trash last year. <laughs> and, um, Ashton's up. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say I have a little bit of uh, pressure to, to live up to the Consalvo name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, uh, is, there, is there anyone in particular, I mean, everyone's a big threat. Anyone in particular you're excited about seeing that, like maybe certain people haven't played before that you're excited to see how they kind of, Interact in a in a game of cosmic mm-hmm. or or any sort of alliances you might see forming or or uh, opposite of that any sort of tensions you see building where certain people are are uh, kind of working against them someone they see as a threat or something yeah. along those uh, that would be Sarah Williamson and Eric Hooker uh, they yeah they form some kind of weird like like uh, rivalry. Like over a game of <laughs> over a game of dead last. <laughs> um, oh, dead last! That's a fun game. Yeah. And that that's a, so that's a that's an interaction I look forward to seeing. I hope that they get a lot of games together um, because right. that could be a lot of fun. It could honestly get to a point where they might cost each other the tournament. I don't know. <laughs> it's that kind of attention. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to that. <sighs> One more person I forgot we didn't mention before I before I say anything about you um, is Trey and Trey's a guy that's like that has been playing a lot more. Oh, positive. I would say that's that's kind of how I feel about Trey as well. The fact that we didn't bring him up, he kind of slips into the background just because a lot of us don't see him as often. We haven't played as many games with him. Right. That yeah, that's a good observation. But he uh, has been playing more cosmic. He has a copy himself, and so I think this could be a year where if if there was a year where he was gonna to be in it. I think it's this one. But Trey, honestly, I think he gets his, gets in his own way as well, in his head. Not like Drew does where he does things. <laughs> I think Trey gets in his own way because like he just like he tries to think too far ahead. He tries to like I, I don't know. He just he's very cerebral. He's all all right. in his head. He just will like he'll create enemies in his head that he doesn't have, I think. And so I can relate to that though. But, yeah. but just uh Getting in your own way and, and thinking too far ahead. Cosmic is it's a tricky, tricky kind of game because while you do want to plan ahead, there, there's just things that arise. And so it, it's it's more of a plan ahead, but make sure you've got plans B, C. And, and sometimes you're just making up a plan as you go yeah. at, in, in parts. So you kind of piece together a strategy from a long term and a short term and, and that's really finding the balance between when to play for the short term, when to play for the long term is, is a is a big part of Cosmic. And I think that's especially true in the semifinals. Because, oh absolutely because you could go in into an encounter and be like, okay, I'm gonna try and get me and Chris to get to the finals. And right, right. that could be your whole plan. That could be your whole plan, <laughs> but all of a sudden you're like 
I, I can't do that anymore. It, it's not going to work for, for me to for get Christmas. For whatever reason, whether it's the destiny draw or, or some other reason, you could end up uh, unbalanced number of colonies between that person you were hoping to ally with. And then, then you have to make the decision. Do I try and rebalance these colonies or do I just go ahead and, and, and change my strategy completely? And then risk making an enemy out of your one-time ally. Mm. The semifinals are are always, and I think that's part of why they're so so intense and why there's so much going on because there is the knowledge that two people can win, mm. but two people don't have to win, and and so it really you're weighing all your options. Well, two people really. don't have to win, but they don't. They, they, they two people well, have two to people win. have to advance at some point. Right, right, right. But they right. don't necessarily have to do it together. And that's that's right, very right. interesting. And we've seen that play out in almost like every way. Like last year, we sent Eric to the finals. And we're like, right. this is our right. only... You were in that game. Yes, that was our only option. It, it made sense. that There was really no other way to go about it. Right. We So we sent Eric to the finals and we're like, we're just going to have to battle it out when he's gone. And, and it ultimately... Me and you both did not make the finals. <laughs> right, right. Sarah did. But that's just – it's a its a, a very – like cool layers of this tournament that I would never have expected when we first planned this thing have come up because of the format. And, and that's okay because it's still cosmic. It's still – you're still playing cosmic at its core. But the social game maybe ramps up even more because of those things. Right. And so I, I – Anyway, that's anyway, just, we were talking about Trey, and we got to sidetrack. <laughs> Trey's great. I love Trey. He's a, he's great. He's a good player. Um, if he can stay out of his own head and be able to adapt, I think that's what we're ultimately saying is you have to right. be able to adapt. And if he can adapt to the to what happens and not just be so hell bent on what he thinks he has to do, I think Trey can 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 make some noise. Absolutely. Um, and then you, you're the you're the the last one we haven't even mentioned, and. Uh, if you've never played with Chris before, which a few of you haven't, um, Chris is a uh, Chris will. All he wants to do is create chaos <laughs> at the expense of himself. <laughs> that's all I want to do. That's not all. He wants to win. He definitely wants to win. But if he realizes that he can't or he doesn't need to, sometimes sometimes it's not that I can't even win. Sometimes I just the 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 desire for chaos, the opportunity is just too ripe. It's too good of a chance. To throw I, those wrenches because I know how much they frustrate me, but they also they make the game what it is. Mm-hmm. So, so if I see an opportunity to really throw a really big wrench out there, I I absolutely have to take it just because I don't know. It just it makes the game so much more exciting. I feel like, um, and and I'm never gonna lose a chance to make something more exciting than it already is. Right. And <laughs> and that does not hurt your game at all, I mean, especially in the tournament. Like. You've still performed well. You've made the finals twice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Made the still finals twice. Second, or that, two years ago. Yeah. And, and that's that's a difficult thing to do already. And so, like, that doesn't hurt your game. That chaos, if you can control the chaos, right, I think, right. like, you have the power in the game. Uh, I'll keep saying the survivor thing. It's the same thing. If, if you're someone that's controlling the chaos, then it's all in your hands. The whole game is, it could ultimately be decided by you because you did something to screw with everybody. Um, right, right. If you put everyone on the same playing field, but you were the one who brought it about, then you likely have a better opportunity, yeah. I suppose. Have the upper hand, at least a little bit, in some regards. At regard. least a little bit. Sometimes it's completely uncontrollable, but... <laughs> and, and, and it's uh, like, the, the old question, would you rather be feared or loved? I think in Cosmic, it, 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 it changes all the time, but a lot of times, fear... Oh, I'd say definitely fear. I think even some of the aliens are just... More bent towards that kind of a, a game as play. Uh, th- a lot of them just, oh man, the virus. The, I could name a million, but uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, going in uh, myself, I, I, I don't want to say I'm not confident, but I would say that I am anticipating a good tournament. And there are a lot of, like I said, it's, it's, this is a tournament really good players, and and so I would say that I am going in confident, but but. Ooh, a lot of confidence doesn't seem to like it will get me very far. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna take more than more than confidence to to get anywhere in this tournament. Well, I'm hoping we're seeing like kind of a a shift with in last year where we're starting to really get like, I mean, that's not the, uh, the shift in that we've had we had a great finals and a great winner last year, and I hope that like 
the two worlds collide this year where we have great semifinals, great pool play, and then a great finals. Like, right. But sometimes a great semifinals means not great winners. Right, right. Um, I think that's just – and that's just – Go ahead. Honestly, going over all the player bios, there's not a single person in this tournament who, one, couldn't win, and two, who I, who I think if they ended up winning, I would feel like they shouldn't have won. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's probably for the first time ever that we have that. Um, and that and that could make for the best tournament we've ever had. And I, think, I honestly think it's going to, but it also could – be anticlimactic and everyone it really could we've got we've, we've talked this up a lot but i think that even the tournaments where we feel like there were things that didn't go well there was definitely points where we were really excited i don't think i've ever had a tournament that we were just completely like oh man that was terrible why'd we yeah. even do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, never. That, and that's I mean, that's because the game is so strong already right. on top of a good format i think right um so a couple more things before we wrap up. Do you have any predictions? Predictions, specific things that I'm going to put out there. Uh, I really couldn't say. They're just nailing something down concretely. It, it, it's such a crazy game. It's such a crazy format with the tournament. There's these new variables of new players uh, with the old people that have their their agendas set already. And I don't know. I think you've made a lot of predictions that I would agree with, though. So, I don't know if you want to run through those again. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say a couple of them. One of them is, uh, is it's that the number two seed will become a finalist. <laughs> Which <laughs> See, that's, I don't know. That's just kind of a random thing that I can't, I want it to be true. And, and like, statistically speaking, it seems likely. But I think there there is a bigger target on someone who is a number two or a number three seed because they come into that semifinal as the top dog at that table. Yeah. So I, I think it's hard for someone in a semifinal just because the way the nature of a semifinal where people are looking potentially for an ally, um, so they come in with that target on their back. But I, we've got a lot of good players, so it, it wouldn't be surprising. But well, and as for the rest of my. Uh, um Predictions. It's actually things I've already said. I said Jenny's back to play. I said Tyler's the most, the tournament's most dangerous player. Sarah gives it another good run. Drew will do something. <laughs> Drew will do something right. Um, Maybe are you are you going to risk saying Drew won't do anything wrong, like <laughs> cataclysmically wrong? <laughs> I, I think. I think I don't know if I'm saying I don't think I think those two things are different. I think he can do both. <laughs> they are. Different. That's why I asked. Yeah, I think he can. I, he can still do something terribly wrong. <laughs> one, it, a lot of my predictions have been kind of like positive things. So I threw one in there just for fun that Ian. I said Ian finally falls, and Ooh. he like has done so well over the last few years. I think this could be the year that he slips. Mm. Maybe. I, oh. I think that's a crapshoot, but but he's <laughs> it's he's he's been so good that it's really hard for me to make this prediction, yeah. and I think that's right. why I made it. Right. <laughs> and then I said that I'd go for broke because I think it's time for me to step up and. It's true, and and you got to represent as the only consultant. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then this next prediction can sling us into our next couple topics before we wrap up. And I said the Entry Beast finally strikes. Why don't you talk about, I, talk about I also I, I feel like that's got to be true and, and for a long time I was just going on feelings but but since we were coming into this podcast I did decide to do a little little bit of maths from my friends across the pond they like to add the s on there I don't know why <laughs> um, but so, so I did some some predictions and and some maths and if a Average of four hazard cards are pulled. So there's a deck of 28 hazard cards. If four happen in a game, so I'm assuming games of six players, or roughly, and since one in every three of the colored uh, cards is a hazard, I, I kind of just, these were my own guesses as to about four, but I've, I've, I've gone ahead and done after four. But if it's four, and there are nine games in the tournament, so you pull four from the 28-card deck, and you do that for nine separate games. There is actually a 75% chance that you will have pulled the Entropy Beast at least once, which okay. is Over crazy. Over the course of a tournament? Over the course of a tournament. 
75% chance. Because I feel like, I don't know how many hazards usually come up in the games you've been in, but four doesn't seem like too many. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it if you go down to three, <clears throat> there's still a 64% chance over the course of a nine-game tournament. Even if you're only pulling two cards every game in a nine-game tournament, you, you have a 49% chance of finding the Entropy Beast over the course of a tournament. So it, it, it seems crazy that it hasn't happened yet. Right. The, right. the math does not support the fact that the Entropy Beast has not come out. So if I have one thing to say to people going into the tournament, shuffle the hazard deck. Shuffle it well. There's no good reason that the Entropy Beast hasn't happened yet. <laughs> that is that great. <laughs> I love that you did that. <laughs> the, I mean, the hazard, the entry beast could add this unbelievable layer to this tournament because in the in the semifinals and finals, it is it is possible for the entry beast to eliminate a player, which is right because we don't so allow cool. in the game, right? And then, <laughs> and in pool play, it can cost everyone the game, if, right? If it strikes in pool play, everyone loses all their colonies. Game over. Right. Like, gosh, I want this to happen. Even if I, I, I may be kicking myself in, in two weeks when, when it happens to you. When it happens to me. <laughs> but man, it would be cool. <laughs> so there's at least a seventy-five percent chance, and that that number goes up if there's more hazard cards. Right. Right. <laughs> oh man, I, the thought of it is exciting. Like it's just like I want it to happen, but I think the entry. I said this and I, I kind of played it up a little bit. I said the entry beast has been waiting for the perfect opportunity to make his mark, and I think he's coming <laughs> because <laughs> this, this is our be, best group of players. He, what an incredible tournament for him to come this out! This would be the one. This is our a great group of players. Because we, we again we have all these predictions. We have all this. We've we've talked for I don't know probably close to an hour now, and none of this would mean anything if the entry beast comes out. <laughs> I know. Exactly. It would, you're so right. It would. It is the one factor that can derail a person's entire game without them really having. Have well, it, you control the entry beast to an extent, right, right? But man, he can just kill you. <laughs> man, I want. I want it right, so bad. Actually eliminated. There's nothing you can do about that. Right. You're just actually actually gone. Right. I think what's also interesting is just with the way the entropy beast works. Once you've lost one of your planets, he's kind of got your stench and he's kind of coming for you yeah. because you have fewer places to put your ships. Exactly. That. <laughs> so it will be really exciting in this whole like player gets eliminated variant. <laughs> Man, I I just I want it. I want, I, I'm pre- I'm predicting it. It's this is the, this is the year. <laughs> and then I know you wanted to talk about uh, uh, space stations and kind of their impact right. on the game or non-impact. So, so, right or non-impact. I think in in the past games that I've played in the tournament. Big Space Laser wants to be a threat, but in games with a lot of players, it's just hard for the 10 to outweigh, say, two or three allies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it could definitely be a, a helpful uh, advantage going into a, a situation where you're looking for a fifth colony. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other space stations I've really seen people um, have some type of effect that was meaningful in a tournament... Um, I don't remember the names of any of them, but the one that grants you an extra alien. The, the uh, was, Alien Outpost. Uh, alien Outpost, right. That one come, has come up a couple times. And then ooh, the one that allows you to collect tokens and spend them oh, to take a turn encounter. Is that Shock Trooper Shuttle Pods? Sure, that sounds right. I think it <laughs> But I don't know. I just <clears throat> I haven't seen them have a lot of influence on any specific game. I, I was just wondering, ha- had you seen them used in tournaments that was super exciting, and, and will will we see anything from them? I think uh, a couple things. I think that they, the ones you named are the big ones, and I think those are the ones that have the most like obvious impact when they do come into play. I think the space stations are just a, a extension of tech cards. It gives you just a little extra thing to do. But there's some cards, and this is just maybe just me saying this just to say it, but I don't know that there are some tech car- or some space stations that maybe their impact is is unknown, like or unseen, unseen, not right. unknown, because like there's like space stations that can maybe get you cards, get you some ships back, and 
who knows? Right. Immediately when it happens, see a big advantage. But over time, it could have allowed them to have a card that does eventually play, or it has ships to send to an encounter that does have it. So, yeah, I can see that. And so I guess maybe that's why I haven't seen such a big impact from them, is because it is some of these smaller space stations having impacts that I'm, I'm not as dramatically, oh, there was the impact. Right, right, yeah. When, when you use a space station to win the game, that's much different than... When you pull you you got the forty you know early in the game because of your space station no one really realized it and at the end of the game you use it to win exactly you know it's the same impact but maybe you just didn't realize it's because that space station good point good um, so I, I think I think they'll come into play but th- they also c- can continue to be part of the the subtlety of the game absolutely um, and then. Our final couple, uh, things to talk about is so we have a time change in the tournament this year, and, and talk about what impact that might have. Uh, well, one of the immediate impacts for me, maybe this is just me, but I was uh, I was thinking. Uh, so this tournament takes a while, and we've now started it in the morning, which means this is going to extend over this period of time known as lunch. So, <laughs> so, so I've immediately begun to wonder uh, what's the scenario. On snacks, are we going to ask people to up their snack game, or, or are we going to turn this into like a cosmic encounter tournament picnic, which could be kind of fun? Maybe like a potluck or, or something similar, where everybody kind of brings a little something, something, and we and we have a, a. Do we have an official break? That's another question. Do we have an official lunch break? Is well, that going to be on the agenda? No. No official lunch break. All right, you heard it here. Prepare to eat while you play or, or, or work it in between games. <laughs> so we have to count on, I think, you for uh, like the um, cheese dip that you brought a couple times. And then Sarah for pretty much – or the Williamsons. If, if we know anything about the Williamsons is that they always prepare good food. So they have Absolutely. to step up their game. In that regard. What, when was the, the candied bacon? Was that for one of the tournaments or just a game of Cosmic? I believe played? that was year one. Okay, because that was that was that was some pretty high snack game. Yeah, that, that set the bar really high. Set the bar really high. <laughs> now, five fifth year in, we got to uh, we we're over the lunch period. So, <laughs> and then um, last thing, I, I know Sarah really was hoping that something would happen this year, right? Um, which was that we'd make T-shirts. <laughs> uh, and uh, sorry to disappoint, but. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a thing this year. Maybe maybe we'll make a custom ink uh, like winter shirt. Well, that's boring. Just one shirt for a winter. I, I I do like the idea, but honestly, uh, I, I've been uh, busy myself, and I, and I know Josh has been busy, and uh, we are not the only people who value this tournament or value T-shirts. So <laughs> no one is stopping you from making that initiative and, and going for those t-shirts that is a call out over the airwaves calling all of you out if you want t-shirts make it happen yourself i have made predictions a website so i think um yeah I, I agree i agree i think that some responsibility should be put on other people i you know i got i got things to do <laughs> <laughs> we made a whole podcast. What did you do? Yeah, well, this is, we've made a podcast. You're welcome. I hope you guys better listen. This has been a really fun conversation. It um, has. And so I think we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. We're looking forward to seeing you guys in a couple weeks, two weeks from today, right? This is uh, – As we are recording, yes. Yes, this is Saturday, April 8th. Two weeks from today is uh, – is the day is is the fifth annual cosmic encounter tournament cosmic collision this year um any last things to say chris uh bring your a game and bring some snacks yeah <laughs> uh maybe not in that order bring snacks and then bring your a game i think, oh, I think priorities. I, the priorities are, i like it <laughs> all right well that has been uh it for us i hope you guys enjoyed this i certainly enjoyed recording this maybe we'll do one after the tournament maybe not we'll see um And uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye.